you know, pre-market, I was up 300 and then I had a $300 loss. And then I had another $300 loss. And then I had like a hundred win, a hundred loss, hundred win, a hundred loss. And then I'm, and then I started trending down again. I'm just like, ah, no opportunities or maybe I'm trading bad. I don't know. I was up like a hundred in pre-market. I just kept getting on the wrong side of trades. And then, uh, there was definitely some opportunity, but I was nailing it. And then like the first trade I made, I was down like 400 or something. And I took like a few more hundred dollar losses. I think my, at the worst, I was at like minus 850 or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So you crawled out a bit then from there. Yeah. Now I'm at minus 280 now. Yeah. That's not too bad. I feel like anything minus 500 is like, you could really brush it off. Um, obviously you don't want to be in that position, but uh, I tried so hard getting back in the green, just uh, CNSP just had an opportunity at like 1120, but I was, that's basically like right before I left, I was like, I need a break. Yeah, I got that helped me, help me get out. I, I cleared 300 bucks on, on that. So it helped get me out of the hole. Nice. That was probably by far one of the better setups. I can't believe I missed that one. Well, I, I got stuck giving... in AUGX, that big flush. Not all of it, small size, but I got caught in that flush too. <laughs> That's how I think that was like my four hundred dollar loss. Oh, uh, and CFRX for me was a. I'm down four hundred on that one alone. Yeah, tough, tough day, tough day. I'm trying. I keep trying to play this flag on CNSP, but it just will not resolve. Do you think? Yeah, it's it's a long one. Do you think it's going to be a like a midday or power hour session? I mean, you have to go in like an hour, but is that what you'd be looking for? I, I um, yeah. It's, if it if it's this bad, usually like I I try not to trade power hour unless I'm red, and then I just try to try to get out of the hole. But I think like when it's when the stocks are like this power hour tends to be a little bit better or at least like a lot of these a lot of these guys like seems like a lot of things are consolidating right now so there's going to be some pops at power hour not like even AUGX hasn't totally sold sold off it keeps kind of just holding a holding right now so it, there might be another pop over view up at least or test test some of the highs again mm, yeah i agree with that it, it definitely feels like there's support, but there's also just a general lack of follow through, which I guess is the problem. I mean, fix that's, that's what's getting me in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was buying breakouts like an idiot all day. Oh my God. I just did not learn my lesson. I know. I was like, oh God, I know I'm in too high. And then I'd hold it. I was like, what, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the same I, I, even add, I even added down to a couple of those losing trades. Uh, darn us darn us we're just too I definitely am, i'm definitely starting to figure out like trade sizing a little better like i'm only starting with 750 and then try to add into it if i think it's going to work or if at 750 shares if it pulls back on me i'll add i'll add into it too because then i'm then i'll only be at 1500 shares So you're just you have like your default size at 750, and then you just keep adding into the winner as quick as possible. Yeah, or not into the like if I if it's holding, I'll I'll add into it, try to get the pop. Or if it pulls back, I'll I'll I've been adding down with 750, and then having my my 
having a 1500 as kind of my base size and i'm mm. pretty comfortable with that and then if it drops more then i just dump it yeah but i, I a couple of times i had 3000 share size and <laughs> didn't pay off at all <laughs> yeah I honestly, my best trading today was right pre-market with AUGX. All I did was I just traded that range that lasted basically, let's see, lasted basically 60 minutes. I traded about 30 minutes of that range and that really paid the bills. And then I was like, I did my midday analysis. Do I want to keep trading or not? And well, <laughs> I kept trading and then I gave it all back. I should have, I even said to myself, I was like, ah, the market's kind of crap. Like the VIX is up. You know, bullish things like SPY and the ARC and Bitcoin, they're all down. I was like, this is not the day to push it. And I'm already green. I should call it. And then I did one more trade and then boom. <laughs> I, I saw that screenshot. Yeah, you were trading trading that well. And I, yeah. I, 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 I caught the breakout well. And then I just kept trying to get continuation and losing on pullbacks. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the pullbacks are brutal today. Hey, hey Danny. What's up, guys? reminiscing about the pains of today <laughs> did anyone else get absolutely body slammed on ptpi yo we both did <laughs> sick <laughs> agx the sell-off and the ptpi i caught all of the flushes today yeah i went from up um about 500 at the top of the ptpi move to down 277 holding 2,000 shares from 812 in the halt down. So I'm down a little over 1,000 on PTPI. Oh, you know, that's, that's pretty um, brutal. I'm, I'm just sharing my screen right now so that we can watch yeah, this. In really, really great, great ticker, great company. Dude, I, I did literally the same thing. It was breaking out, and I bought yeah. into the breakout, and then whack, and then I sold... I sold pretty quickly, actually, but um, this put yeah. me right on the ticker. I was green on this ticker originally. I uh, was too, yeah. So that was very frustrating. Um, let me see. So let me pull up my PTPI. Yeah, you could share if you want. I just threw it in the meantime. Yeah, let me... Uh... Yeah, Toby and I were talking earlier where it's like, we're just, we're struggling getting back in the green today. I, I did make it back green. I actually was, so I was, when I was up about 500 on this, I think I was up about seven or 800 on the day. And then after this, I was down 600 and I am actually doing okay on the day now. I'm at 375 because um, I've been trading. I took a couple good trades on ADTX and a couple good trades on CNSP um oh yeah i see that nice so that got me back in the game for today um isn't it awesome when thinkorswim works <laughs> um you know what dos actually is we really work cool. on cnsp Thanks. Yeah, that was not bad at all. Um, <clears throat> but let's see. Did you get that 1120 pop? Uh, Toby said he got that. And I was gone. I was away from the computer. I missed that. It was such a... 20 on CNSP? 
No, I missed that. I I saw it breaking. I'll look at that in just a second on my chart. Um, but yeah, this was my trade on PTPI. I don't remember the share size. Thinkorswim uh, could have told us, but um, I bought here, sold here, sold here, added here, sold here, sold here, sold here, sold here, added full position size here, was holding into the halt down, got out for like a 30 cent loss on those 2000 shares. So that was, I was already down 277 holding in this halt down. And that just took me straight another 600 out of on the resumption there. So that was, that was garbage. Um, that's interesting because that's literally your setup that kind of, there we go, bear trap, but yeah, it just didn't work today. So, um, so let's see, I took a thousand, I wasn't trading big size on this compared to like typical size that I've been trading. So I took a thousand shares here at a 78 right here. Pretty much. This looked good. This was basically an ABCD pattern, sort of like a curl. Um, I, I bailed a couple shares here. Um, I took some more at 927. I sold those for 10 cents profit. So yeah, I was in the, I was, I had made some profit on this here. And then uh, it was selling the remainder of my 320 shares down uh 60 cents that was the first loss and then this was the second one was buying into the dip here and then it went into the halt down here and resumed here <laughs> mm. so that got me um that was ptpi we have to chart there a little bit. Um, CNSP. I CNSP did not trade nicely today, really at all. But I am up pretty decently on it. And this is not today. So here we go. Um, this was nasty. A couple of my friends got hit bad on that with big size, like like a couple tens of thousands of shares. Uh, um that was pretty nasty i not the day to go aggressive no. no not at all i was in this trade and i was in this um with solid size i had like 2500 or 3000 shares from around three and it was popping up to 310 and i was like do i want to double my position here or take profit and i did take profit luckily um because this happened really fast uh, I missed this pop because I saw it kind of popping back up, but I was like, all of this, I'm not interested in this at all until mm -hmm. it clears like 310 and holds above it mm -hmm. because we're looking at all these candles and this did technically close above 310. This opened above 310, but like realistically, there, we don't have a single candle that actually stayed above 310 yet. Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. So this one just broke three and went straight to 335. Like, I, I'm not sure that I would have even traded that anyways. So I missed that one. Um, I took a bunch of trades on dips in here. I was trading in here and in here. Um, 
kind of looking for it to set up like an ABCD pattern or just a five minute consolidation bull flag type move higher. So I wasn't I wasn't looking for breakouts here. I was mostly just when it pulled back a little bit, I bought when it popped up a little bit, I sold some and I was trying to just position myself into a good position. If it was going to go higher, I could add while holding from a lower initial position. Right. Um, and that, you know, obviously that never happened, but I did manage to, I probably made like 300 or so doing that. Um, ADTX, same, same idea here. I was buying this, I was buying this and I was buying this. Um, and so now we've got a serious double top here. Um, uh, but if it holds up, it's actually not looking bad at all for potentially a move later today. Yeah, it's not looking too shabby. A ticker like this, though, is, you know, below the 180 SMA or 200 SMA, whatever you might be looking <clears> at. And I feel like those tickers are, they're, they're just generally weaker. So I'm, I would be nervous for... On the daily? Yeah, the daily. Yeah, that's definitely valid. Um, so it's just every time it pops, it sells off again. So it's just I have, a big downtrend. My 200 EMA is all the way up at 712. Well, that's a beast. Uh, my 180 is at, I don't know why they're so different. My 180 is at like $3 roughly. Your 180 SMA. Okay. Which, SMA, which doesn't seem to make sense that they're that different. Um, well, my EMA would be weighting this, these heavier. So your, your SMA is going to have all of this weighted equally. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's my trading today. Um, you know, all things considered, not that bad. Um, yeah, you're green for today. That's yeah, good. exactly. Like, I'm green, whatever. It's been not a hot day. Um, I could have done without the $1,400 loss on that, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm green solidly on CNSP, ADTX, Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> I've been having a lot of fun trading Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday and today. Yeah, uh, tell us about your BBBY. What, what's what's <laughs> going on? You're shorting this ticker like crazy? It's... Yeah, I mean, nothing in particular. I just saw it popping up yesterday, and um, it wasn't on, like, any sort of groundbreaking news or anything like that. So yesterday... Um, I hit some really nice shorts on it. I started, so I was looking at it here and as it double topped here, I started taking positions short and um, it's a higher float. I think it's like 420 million float or something like that. So um, usually what that means is it's much harder for it to have a candle like this or like this with like a lot of range. So I felt pretty safe taking bigger positions on it. And I was taking, yeah. I started taking like 10,000 share positions on it. And it has such little range that I was like, if I want to actually like make some money on this, I need to take bigger size. So it kept, it kept going um, how I thought it would. So it double topped here after this and then came back down, retested. And so now we're under the moving averages 
Yeah. And if we, I, my thought was if we come back down to test 52, we're likely going lower. So I took, uh, I started taking bigger positions on the breakdown through here up to like 25,000 share positions. And then we had the little consolidation around VWAP. And then through this breakdown here, I was like, this is the candle that would make sense to really go lower because we are re we we broke down through VWAP, we popped back above it. So now we're basically confirming that it's going to go lower. And that's why <clears throat> that's, that's why you do so high. Yeah, exactly. That's why you get this bigger red candle because longs probably at this point are recognizing that it doesn't make sense to hold on anymore. You've got the you've got the um last reasonable support basically right here so i took like a 33000 share position or so short through that breakdown um covered a little bit down here you get a little relief bounce i might have re-added on that cuz we see this all the time you get a move lower and then you get a little relief bounce back to like the 9 EMA and then this is basically just bear flagging so i re-added short into this push down here um, so I actually ended up making like 1100 on Bed Bath and Beyond yesterday. Yeah, that was clean. Um, yeah, that was nice. And it was actually really fun to be playing around with big size, bigger size like that. Um, yeah, it was really agile that you switched to shorting BBBY when maybe there was nothing else going on with the typical. That switch. was it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, um, it was VYNE yesterday morning that, yeah. oh man, I, uh, it had such a perfect setup that I had been watching for all morning and I missed it because it just took too long and I, I moved away. I started looking at something else or like I had other work to do. Um, so it had this move up, it's doing all this, it's just hovering at VWAP. So I was looking for a bear trap to go higher. And, um, and so finally you get this candle that tries to reject and break down and that ended up having like a 50 cent range and i could i just completely missed that move so i was kind of frustrated about that um but then i pretty much just like i didn't trade anything else after that because nothing was moving and then um finally a little later in the morning i traded i, I took those bbby trades and i went from like up 200 on the day to up like 1400 mm. so i was happy with how little i traded yesterday given how slow it was and i'm gonna try to uh basically do the same thing today like it's not a hot day we already know that um what did i say might pop up later adtx um like could keep this on watch it's consolidating at 84% on the day, which is good. Um, but I don't know, like, is it worth sticking around? Um, I think it was Tuesday that I ended up like less than 200 green on the day. And I, I just took so many trades and I really want to avoid days like that. Um, so I'll probably just be done for the most part.
if I was if I was green today, I would call it. And I feel like yeah, exactly. The, the only reason I'm still trading is because I'm red and I want to get back in the green, yeah. which is a horrible reason. So I think well, yeah. <laughs> how how red are you? Uh like 490. It's almost five hundred dollars. It's it's not that bad, but you know, it's to yeah. the point where you're you're like, oh, let me just because you could get green in one trade, you know. Um yeah, yeah. If you have the right trade pop up. <laughs> but that's what I was like, I think I on Tuesday and yesterday, when I was green like 150 or something like that, I was like, I just need like one move and I can make a solid chunk. Yeah. But I think that's what got me in trouble today. Like I was up 350 and there was mm -hmm. nothing moving and I was range trading AUGX, which uh -huh. I typically don't, here, I'll pull it up on my screen. Um, I typically don't range trade. But if there's nothing going on, I will do range trading. Now I wasn't, I was online to like literally like this area and then I went offline and then I missed this nice little front side. And then I oh. came back and I was like, ah, oh, um, missed that. But then I was like, oh, this is a classic, like it just had a solid first leg and I'll probably consolidate. And after I saw this and it popped up and I was like, well, I'm just gonna go for that range. And I just started placing limit orders on both sides. And I, I basically got up 350 here. And then I made some and lost some, made some, lost some in this area. Luckily, didn't give it all back here. But um, at this point, I was like reassessing the market. I was like, let's see here. The VIX is up, you know, ARC is down, SPY is down, although not that much. But it was like, it felt more like a high risk day. We had no good gappers that I really, really liked. And our top gappers were also kind of failing. Um like AUGX at the, at the open, which isn't a good sign. So I was like, I should probably call it. And then I, you know, then I didn't made a, made a mistake and gave it all back. And then I was like, ah, you know, then I was kind of sitting around trying to find that opportunity that, you know, there was some opportunities, but I wasn't able to, to nail any. And it just, I was thinking like, I do this a lot where I'm up green and then I end the day red and I, I was thinking so much. I was like, oh, how do I improve that skill? Because I think I'm okay at sizing. I, I know my strategy, my stats are good. But the one thing that I'm really not good at is like knowing when to walk away. Mm -hmm. I seem to always get myself in a, in a pickle. That used to be a huge issue for me. And I, uh, I'm careful to say that it's not anymore, but I used to do that <laughs> all the time. And I don't, do that so much anymore um one of the best things that i think i've probably worked on and gotten better at in like the last six months or so is kind of figuring that out working on that um because i used to do that all the time and it's the worst feeling it's, yeah, it's uh, exhausting yeah yeah it's exhausting but um yeah i mean i think that i got to the point and um i work with a, a therapist who's part of like the psychology team at warrior so he's like in tune with the market and day trading and he was ross he is ross's therapist slash like day trading coach um uh, and basically we we got to the point of me just like actually understanding is it worth um like how hard am i working how hard do i think i'm going to work to make whatever x amount if i keep trading right now is it actually worth it are there things that could substantially improve my day or do i think i'm going to be just kind of like banging my head against the wall to make like another 50 or 100 bucks and probably it makes a lot more sense just to wait till tomorrow if i want to make more money 
Um, and that was definitely where some of it was coming from was just like, I want to make more money and I see things that are sort of moving, but like, are they actually worth trading? Yeah. That was, that was a hurdle that I had to mentally get over. It's nice that that psychologist is focused on day traders. So it's, yeah. yeah I feel like otherwise it, it'd be like, I don't really know what to say. Um, or maybe not. <laughs> you, Who knows? you seem crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy uh, is the green candle in the room with us right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just about done reading that book, the quit book by Annie Duke, I believe. And I got to say, she's done tons of research on knowing when to quit. And if that's, you know, quitting your business, quitting your, I, I don't know, anything, right? Or, and she talks about retail traders a lot. And then she, you know, from taxi drivers to everything. And, you know, when, when do you walk away? And it's basically right. when the expected value is no longer <laughs> like positive based on your input that you need to do. It's more or less a simple equation. Uh, yeah, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. And then we have to factor or factor out um, all these other things like, sunk costs and, and whatnot, which humans are really bad at. So for example, I'm right on the day. So I want to keep trading, although it's a negative expected yeah. value day. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's something that gets me in a lot of trouble. And she says, what you have to do a lot of the times is basically have a kill switch ahead of time. So she gave us an example um, of people that climb Mount Everest, basically after 11, I forgot the exact day or the time, but let's just say it was 11 a.m. If you're not at a certain point by 11 a.m., you have to turn around because the chance of making it back and surviving is exponentially going down by the minute at that point. Because, because of, it takes a certain amount of time to come back down. To come back down and weather conditions and what yeah. if this happens and then lack of oxygen. It's like everything gets worse after that point. Yeah. And there's many examples of people that even went over like 1130 and they're like, we can still make it. And then so many people, I'm sure you guys know, die on Mount Everest. And it's usually people that try to gun at that last point. So you, yeah. you have these kill switches in place ahead of time. So, oh, like in the decision. So in, if you're in the moment, you don't have to make a decision. So in the moment when you're, let's say at that point and it's 1130 and you're thinking if I should go forward, you're not trying to make that decision. You're like, oh, okay, we have a rule that at 11, we turn around if, we, if we're not you know, at a certain point. So that takes the decision out of you. You don't have to feel like you're quitting or anything like that. It is something you did ahead of time. You did your analysis ahead of time. So going forward, hopefully that can make you do better decisions. And she's done a lot of studies on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I remember um, Ross made a video about that recently and i was watching it and that was what he had said apparently there was this like guide who had done so many tours for people on everest and he always had this kill criteria that stuck to and like the one time he didn't listen to it he didn't come back yeah even the the person who made it himself and there's another interesting um researcher who studied like sunk costs and um when to quit and there's like another thing specifically he studied and he even fell victim to to it himself he was a mountaineer and he also died even though everything was saying he shouldn't continue and he still continued so it basically goes to show that we're horrible at uh yeah. at, at basically realizing when to quit 
So I was yeah. like, how do I, how do I take this out of my own hands? So I was, I was trying to come up with some kill switches myself where it's like, okay, if the indexes are, you know, pointing that, you know, let's say the VIX is up and there's no top gainers and I'm green, that should probably be a kill switch where like, wow, I'm green on a bad day. Let me just take it because the expected value today is, is bad. But if I'm, let's yeah, say green exactly. and the indexes are really good, maybe I should double down and keep going. So I've been trying to figure out a way to implement that in my trading because I know this is the the thing I'm the worst at. So I think if I can mm -hmm. figure this out, even incrementally, like five, 10% better, my p and will have a huge upswing. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I think that making those small changes, I think we were talking about this last week too. It's just like small changes in your trading over time, just keep you in the market and help you keep making more money and getting better. And that's, I mean, that's where I've found success. I haven't had any sort of major strategy change or like brilliant idea that started making me more money and losing less money. It's just like a whole ton of little changes that now you're 55% or 60% accurate instead yeah. of 50 or now you're doing like 1.5 to one or two to one on your wins versus losses instead of one to one. Yeah. Just like little, little changes over time. Yeah. When you're doing hundreds or thousands of trades, like you guys are a month, it makes yeah. a huge, huge difference. I, I traded one and a quarter million total shares of Bed Bath & Beyond yesterday. Wow. Those uh, stocks, huh? <laughs> huh? Subdollar stocks, they... Yeah, exactly. You, you got to ramp up that share size. That's crazy. What was really cool, though, and this is something that I have definitely noticed more recently, is my accuracy over those trades was like 47%, but my win versus loss was 4 to 1. So that's actually what I've been finding like leveling up and improving my trading lately is I'm happy to take losses all day and get in where I think that I should be getting in because when they work, it's like two or three or four to one. And so I know that I can be wrong half the time and still be okay. And that's been huge for my confidence too. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, I think you you and Toby are, are great to talk about this kind of how long should you trade for? How, how do you want to improve your trading? Because you guys trade for long periods of time compared to most traders in terms of like the amount per day, I feel like. Uh, I usually try to stop earlier. I've been trading longer lately, but that's, that's I think like Toby, for example, what what, what are some of your kill switches or what are your, I mean, I know you, you don't have a max loss really either. So how, how do you feel about that whole topic? Um, I, I just kind of keep it, keep it pretty loose. If, if I'm working out of the hole, then I'm going to continue going with it. And, uh, if it just, if I keep digging red and red and red, then uh, that's kind of the kill switch. It's like, it will probably be a pretty big number, but um, usually if it's if I'm starting to catch some green trades and start to work my way out of it, I'll, I'll continue on that path. Usually if I get slammed back down to where I started that journey, then I'll that'll mm -hmm. probably be the kill switch. Mm -hmm. That's the same with me, yeah. Like if I'm red... If I'm red and nothing is moving, that's one thing. But if if I'm red and there are still things that have volume and range, I'm like, I can 
I know that I can at least try to get something back. And I'm never like, if I'm down a thousand, I'm never like, I'm going to get back to green in one trade. I'm like, I'm going to take a trade, see where it puts me, take a couple trades. Am I making progress or am I just chopping around and getting frustrated and take it from there? Yeah. Because like, like Toby, I don't have necessarily like a max loss or, I mean, I have kind of a max loss that I'm like, I really need to stop. But if I'm red, it's not like I can't keep trading when I'm red because, because I've gone red to green many, many times in my trading and it makes sense for me to keep trading. So, but that's, that's what my like personal stats show is when I'm red, if things are still moving, it makes sense for me to keep trading. And many people, that's not the case. Yeah. I personally, myself, I'm really trying to, I think I was boxing myself in quite a bit in terms of my rules. So I'm really trying to give myself more freedom to keep trading or to kind of do whatever I want. I just need to really figure out this whole walking away thing. Um, I don't want to make any yeah. rules too quickly, but I do think, you know, if it's not super hot, because these hot, hot trading days, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the exact statistics behind it, but I always hear something between like maybe 10 and 30, let's just say like an average of 20%, you know, are the really good days. They're probably even less than that. So most days you shouldn't be overstaying your welcome. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, we've heard a lot of good traders talk about that. And I mean, as far as my own trading too, I think that's, that's definitely true. And then the rest of the days in between are like, you really have to choose what you do with them. And it it's not that important to, it's like any one day that like, say your max green day is like three or 5,000 and a typical green day is like 500 to a thousand, something like that. Um, if you're red, like 500 on a day, it really just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Yep. That's super true. So you just have to kind of accept it. Hey, it's not hot today. Like, let me just yeah. save my energy for tomorrow and, you know, start fresh. Uh, I should have done that today, but yeah, I didn't. So <sighs> I, I feel like I could think about it forever, but I, I do feel like I'm making a lot of progress. And for anyone that hasn't read that book, Quit by Annie Duke, I actually really recommend it, not even for trading, but she was a professional poker player, but so it is really relevant for, for people in our industry, but just, just in general, it's, I, I wish I wrote that book years ago. It really puts, it, it basically forces you to always ask the question, like, what's the expected value right now? And then she does a lot of good ways to break that down. Uh, do you guys have any, you know, any books or any, any, any big things you guys recently learned or takeaway that's worth maybe sharing relevant for this week or <laughs> this month of trading? Go for it, Toby, if you have anything. I I don't have anything specific, but um I'm I'm very pleased with the way this month has been going so far. And hope to yeah, me too. the pattern. Um had some pretty good green days and I've pretty much been green every day too. So that's that's been a very, very positive thing. And uh <clears throat> today it looks like it will be a red day and I'll probably stop around here. But it's not not as bad as my normal red days. Usually they're, you know, $800,000. Today is only 250 bucks. 
Yeah. I mean, same with me. I don't have any major learnings or anything like that to share. Um, Monday was a really hot day for me. Um, mostly just because I think I didn't really have any major mistakes at all. And I was, I was messing around with my share size a little bit, basically just sizing up on my, my best trades, which I know are getting in on dips. And then I take some profit on the pop, like maybe half the position, maybe less, depending on how strong the pop is. And then I can add through high of day if it looks like we're getting there. Um, those were just working well on Monday. And um, yeah. and then Tuesday and Wednesday, just the market completely cooled off since then. Um, so I am mostly just being really conscious of that right now because last August, the first week of August was really hot for me. I made like $11,000 in the first week. And then it was like the second week of August, Monday or Tuesday, I had like a $9,000 red day. Um, and then the rest of August basically followed suit. And um, I ended up small green for the month, I think on August, but then I had uh, September, October, November were all red months for me. So mm -hmm. I'm just being really conscious of that because it took until like end of December, early January to get back out of that drawdown. Yeah. And like, there's no chance that I am going to allow myself to be in a three month long drawdown again. Yeah. Um, it's, it takes a toll. I agree. Yeah. So I'm just being really conscious of that. Like market is clearly not hot right now. Um, probably makes a lot of sense to try to spend less time in it or less focus, less mental energy on it right now. And things will heat up again, but um, that's that's mainly it for me right now. Yeah, I like that. Um, our our good good friend Colby is not able to make it today, so we don't have our big breakdown, <laughs> trading playbook breakdown, or something like that. <laughs> so I was thinking, is is there anything specific? going for, I mean, that, that kind of is going forward, but is there something going forward in terms of the rest of this week or the rest of this month that you guys really want to keep honing in on? I feel like we kind of did address that a little bit, but maybe there's some thoughts in your guys' head. I mean, even looking I'll, at I'll, something like AUG, GX, look at this ticker. Just I'm going. leaving early tomorrow morning to, to go to Vietnam. So I'll be trading abroad or not abroad, but on, on a vacation for the first time. So I think that will be interesting for me. <laughs> I've never really traded outside, of, you know, my my house or wherever I'm living at. So I want to pack up my my laptop and my extra screens and hopefully find fast enough internet and try to trade because I'll be there for almost a week. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Trade trading on the road. I mean, it's not all bad for me. What I found was the streaming and trading was really tough because you need a certain amount of internet connection. You need kind of your quiet space. I found that was very difficult, but you know, I think, I think you'll probably be fine. Ethernet cable I think, help if you can. Yeah. I, my, the internet in my condo is so slow that I don't think I can do much worse. So <laughs> I, I, I do, I do pretty well in my condo. I, I, I did, I did uh, like a couple days ago, I was at a, my girlfriend's house and um it's uh kind of in the countryside of thailand but they have a high speed internet and it makes quite a big difference when i put my computer up 
directly through the ethernet onto that high-speed internet it was those orders were going in a lot faster i was like almost not ready for it because i'm used to having delayed orders and uh, sometimes so that kind of helps me because i'll buy a dip but then i'll, I'll be a little bit early on it <laughs> and and then it will so i'll get filled <laughs> a little lower. bit lower because my internet is slow <laughs> now that, so that's why you've been sizing doing like partial size fills to <laughs> i get it well, anyway. and then there you know i was getting myself in trouble because i'd hit it and i'd instantly get filled and i was getting in a bit too early i may have been a little aggressive too because I, I didn't want to trade i was there's a lot of people around so i just wanted to kind of get in get green and leave and i got myself you know like six hundred dollars red in the first two trades pre-market but uh i managed to, to i waited because i wanted to see what it was going to be like at 9 nine thirty when the market opened with you know a lot more volume and a lot more people trading and it was the internet was still very fast and i was still getting really good or fills even like i was trading like the first minute and uh so i was impressed with that and managed to get green and it was only like 100 bucks but then i hung it up it was a this was a challenging week for me because of the Thailand New Year's festival. So I've been <laughs> kind of <laughs> juggling should I be trading right now or should I just be taking the full days off? And I feel like there's opportunity cost to to not trade. So I've been trying to get a couple hours of trading in every day still. Yeah, just kind of keep your finger on the pulse. I feel I feel the same. Taking off sometimes completely is a is a bit much, although I feel like a few times a year, it, it definitely is, is worth it. Like I do enjoy that week or so I fully take off to just, you know, but, <clears throat> but it was also kind of hot. Like the new year's whole, uh, new year's in Thailand, like it just so happened to be a pretty, pretty good week overall. Last yeah. week, last week. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely opportunity. I mean, even this week there's opportunity, right? Obviously the last two days, we're not so great, but you know, Monday, Tuesday, we're pretty, pretty all right. Yesterday was not, you know, I didn't, was okay. Didn't have a one lot thing, of trades. One thing I've noticed is the past couple of days, the uh, gap scanner and pre-market action has just been awful. And um, sure. it's been like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes after the open that something starts popping up. So I'm trying to pay attention to that. And like the last couple of days, I've taken a trade pre-market and gotten myself down like 50 or 100 bucks or something like that. Just one small loss. Um, but that's consistently happening. And then market opens, something starts moving. I get myself into the green. Um, but I am definitely paying attention to that. Yeah. That's a good thing to pay attention to. I was I was kind of noticing something similar where pre-market, it's it's just not so great for me like it used to be. And mm -hmm. I I always thought I was really good at trading pre-market. That was I should say that was really where my focus was. That's always where I made the majority of my money, like from seven to eight. And that's really just not the case anymore. So there's there's definitely been a pivot in the overall market on on when you have that power. And you're yeah. right, it, it seems to be a little bit after the market opens, like that, you know, mm -hmm. like 945 or Sometimes even like 10, 15 or something like that. Yeah, it's important. I think it's really important to pay attention to that. Just like, what's the market telling you? Uh, how does it want to be traded, basically? Yeah, yeah, I'm really listening to it. Anyway, yeah, I've, been, I've been only trading like half quarter size during pre-market. 
I remember, you know, you know, last year when I was a very beginner trader, I'd get myself in deep trouble pre-market and be down like a thousand bucks before the, the market would even open. And that's, especially when you're not really sure what you're doing, that's a tough position to put yourself in. That, that's a lot of extra stress to be that red. Yeah, that's and a lot to cross. Pre-market hasn't been that hot lately. You know, I've, I've definitely seen days where things have moved a ton, but there are very few and far between now. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. There goes the AUGX even. It looks like a trade Danny would take. Does it? <laughs> Every time I feel there's a massive flush or a bear trap, I'm like, Danny. <laughs> bear trap. Bear trap, yes. Big flush, maybe not. Yeah, it's a, this, it's a fine line. Yeah, definitely. It is a fine line. That's why it's not really, it's not a beginner strategy. No, it's not. It's really unintuitive to buy something that's moving down fast. Yeah, I, I would definitely probably avoid it or advise against it probably for most people. Yeah. Um, exactly what you said. It's not really a beginner strategy. You don't really want to get in the habit of buying things going down. Right? Especially if you're a long bias momentum trader, you typically want to buy on the front side an easy identify, uh, you know, way to identify that is above the nine EMA, above the 15 EMA, above VWAP. That's usually a really good indicator. That's pretty much all of this after like this point. Yeah. 69 or so. Um, range trading, I find tricky today. It kind of felt right just because there's no good setups pre-market. Um, otherwise, I typically don't range trade. But you got to have some decent volume. If there's no volume, then those things don't bounce at all. <laughs> if yeah, there's like, that's, that's if there's good, good if there's good volume, then you, yeah, it's so much easier to catch those, you know, bear traps and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I tried to, I, I've been doing that, like a kind of a pullback trade, at pre, like not pre-market, during market open in the first five minutes. Usually like the, whatever, like the lead gapper is, I'll try, you know, Usually there's like a little pop up and it will pull back and I'll try to hit that pullback and get the little bounces that they have. Cause it, it almost happens every day on like clockwork. It just will bounce up a little bit, pull back a little bit lower than everyone wants, grab it, just take it for a little ride, mm -hmm. like five, 10 cents, dump it and then see where it goes from there. See if so it wants to continue and break out. But that's been kind of like a easy hundred, 200 bucks in the pocket every day for me lately. Mm -hmm. yeah it's so true and i hate when i sell into that and i i almost know for a fact it's going to bounce up a little bit but if i buy too soon i have to kind of manage my risk and then i'm like oh selling here I'm, i know i'm selling at the perfect low and then it pops right back up again but at the same time you yeah. know those, those few times you don't you don't cut your losses then it that's really how you ruin your whole day i that just kind of wait for my timing like when it stalls a little bit that's when i start to slam the ad yeah it has to be a quick quick bounce yeah that was something that i um started really noticing a couple of months ago was that i was getting chopped up so much um like last fall when i was just read over and over and constantly i was getting chopped up so much going for like breakouts and then it would have a dip or a flush or whatever that would bounce and um I just realized basically like uh, it makes a whole lot more sense just to wait for that bounce because or that dip because you know it's coming and get in there instead of at the breakout level 
Yeah, breakout trading has been really punishing uh, lately for for me. Uh, I, I'm almost always getting flushed on or, yeah, it's been really sloppy. And then and then you become really reactive uh, breakout trading. Yeah. There was a time like I was nailing breakout trading, but for, it is not right now. I don't know. Maybe it'll come back, but <laughs> not it's not time. right now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just the state of the market. It's like we're not really in a bear market or a bull market. It's very indecisive. So, uh, yeah, those moves just don't really resolve well right now. And honestly, like um, aside from that huge false breakout on PTPI, even the shorts haven't been super consistent lately either it's resolution to either side is not really great right now yeah just kind of popping around yeah i totally agree i'm looking if there was any other tickers that are even worth discussing here ptpi is a really cool one because we had that multi-day action are any of you guys doing any sort of multi-day swing trading on momentum stocks top gainers no um and the reason why is because i i keep seeing things like uihc yesterday um was just flying after hours and then opens lower today so i just haven't seen anything that moves up after hours one day and is actually still at that level the next day so yeah. when we start seeing that stuff i might I was looking at Tesla yesterday um, on earnings because last time they had earnings, I ended up in a swing trade for like three weeks because it kept going. Um, so I was trying to see if I could get something on Tesla yesterday, but it didn't really give us much to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, now they're starting to trend back down again. Right. Um, they have, uh, they're reducing their margins on their cars yeah. right but they're trying to basically produce more so i think there might be yeah. a little bit of uncertainty in that thesis but i do feel like there's a lot of stocks that are quite depreciated that might might be some really good buys uh very soon for the investment portfolios yeah kind of yeah like that's the bottom that's that's kind of interesting because i agree with that but i'm like I don't know when or where. <laughs> I I kind of I don't know. I wonder if the market's gonna do like a bear trap before going higher. It could, it could. And we've had so many retests on this trend line that maybe if we finally put in a higher low, we might be able to break that next one. But yeah, it's it's so tough. I I I don't really do much swing trading. But if I do do swing trading, I really try to treat it like day trading where I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, here's a new front side. We broke over, let's say uh, a trend line. And let me just try to buy the pullbacks and hold it. That's typically how I go about it. So PTPI, I didn't swing trade this one, but this one would have been a good opportunity to, because it came back to the four hour nine EMA so many times. These were all really great buying opportunities. Um, that's typically how I've been trying to practice doing it, but it's so easy. And I say this so much time, so many times where if you trade two strategies, you trip over yourself, like no tomorrow. So mm -hmm. I, I've been doing it in a different broker where I just very small size, placing limit orders and kind of looking away. Um, otherwise, if I do it in TD Ameritrade, I guarantee you, I will overthink it. I'll adjust it after a big red day trade or something really silly that has nothing to do with 
the actual swing trade yeah yeah, yeah I don't I don't swing at all I don't I don't even know how to go about it I think yeah it's it's definitely learn one strategy first and then I don't know maybe even just stick with it but I do like to always have my feelers out trying different things I I just noticed that it often will mess me up psychologically if I get too focused on on the other thing so um there has to be very big separation for me well, one, yeah. one other thing I do is you know do like wheel options so I like I like Tesla around where it is right now 160 and I liked it when it was down at 100 so I'll I'll sell I'll sell puts on them and see if I'll get put a bunch of shares or not and then if I get put those shares then I'll immediately turn them over and sell calls on them oh nice how's that been working that works okay uh tesla is one that if i can get in at about 100 bucks i would i would hold it for a very long time yeah i feel the same i think i would do the same and i get i kind of screw myself up and trip my trip over myself a little bit because then i'm putting my selling calls way too far out so i'm not making a lot of premium and then i feel like when i do it a little bit too close then I'll, <laughs> then i'll you know then the stock will pop and then i'll have to give up the share so it's it's uh sometimes the call the wheel strategy can be a little bit of a pain in the ass too and that mm -hmm. how yeah. to try to figure out how much is this thing going to move this week yeah then you have all these other things like time decay and everything else eating at you i've had some headache trades on options because of that like i even got it right but then my my expiration was wrong still lost so it's a little frustrating. When I when I think about a new strategy, I just think of man, people people are practicing this strategy day in and day out, just like we're practicing momentum trading on typically the small caps. So I'm just like I'm at a huge disadvantage, basically trying a different strategy. So if I do try something, I try to make sure it's very passive, and I fully understand understand it. Yeah very small size too so you don't awesome. you don't have to put too much mental capacity into it yeah i totally agree uh i know toby's got to run early today you got a flight coming up soon so is yeah i got a five a car five o'clock car coming to pick me up to get to the airport all right well, so i'll be having have you be having bomb sandwiches i'm not sure i kind of feel like i should stay up for power hour to be honest because i have a gut feeling i can get back to at least even yeah. <laughs> dude sign I'm me only, up for that <laughs> i'm only down 200 right now yeah <laughs> i mean you take one decent trade exactly that's only one decent trade if i i don't know i just is it worth it that's the question is it worth not sleeping and i'm showing up to vietnam being all tired and it's only an hour and a half flight so I'll definitely, I'll definitely be tired when I arrive there. Yeah. Oh boy, oh that's boy. The, that's the big question always. Is it worth it? That that that's it. That's what it comes down to. That's the whole expected value, right? Like, is my time that I'm going to be putting in for the next, let's say, if I work one more hour, like, do you think it's worth? You know, will I make amount that's worth that? I guess that's yeah. where the experience comes in, but. I'll be right, I'll probably exactly. be in the the discord a bit longer if if you if you're on but um 
I don't know. I might go ahead and call it. Just take my red day and move on. Uh, anything, anything else you guys want to share? We could end a little bit early today. I think less people. No, not really. Just uh, <laughs> hopefully can keep making uh, some good, good, good choices while I'm trading right now. I feel like I'm recognizing the my patterns and setups better from all these days of screen time and hours of screen time. So that's yeah. been helpful. And um, I've felt, I feel like I'm managing my risk way better right now too. So that's, that's been positive. I've been putting myself into those deep red positions, at least for this month, knock on wood. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, uh, keep going with that. And uh, I feel confident with what I'm doing and I've, I'm happy to sit out trades that I don't think are working out too. So I've been working. That's been the biggest key, I think, is working on that patience. Because some some days I'm just chomping at the bit and just want to buy, 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 buy. Because you know maybe it's been a long weekend or something and I haven't traded for a while. And God, right, right when I get that first opportunity, I just start slamming the buy button. Yeah. Because because I just like need that hit to you know it's like a drug for me a little bit to to get a trade going. Yeah, I definitely exactly. agree with you guys. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically the same as me. I'm uh I'm just trying to avoid I've been happy to sit out of lower quality moves lately and that's been keeping me much safer. The worst hit that I've taken recently probably was today on PTPI. Um and I I I don't know. I mean, I took a trade that many times works out for me. So it didn't today. Um luckily I'm still green on the day at least a small amount. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, just trying not to put too much focus or energy into the garbage that the market is giving us to work with right now. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, you guys have been in a real good flow lately. I've been seeing all your P&Ls, absolutely amazing. And really good risk reward too. Like your win-loss ratios are just so on point. I'm like, I'm jealous. Those those look beautiful. <laughs> uh, trying to. But we are, yeah, I guess it's, you can't compare yourself to others. And, um, but I, I do see it. And I'm like, that's amazing, amazing. I'm super stoked. And if anyone's watching this and you guys want to check out more from, you know, Toby or, or Danny, uh, in the description under this video, there's always uh, all the traders in the pod uh, information. Cool. Good stuff. But yeah, I guess we go ahead and call it here, guys. Uh, Toby, have a great flight. Danny, good luck. Thanks. You're still trading. <laughs> Toby, you no, <laughs> no, I got other stuff to do today. The market is right, not good. 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 Yes. <laughs> Gotta call it. Nice. Yeah. I, I might call right. it too, actually. So <laughs> I feel like I, that's I, a I good would have choice. to post a, I would have to post a red day. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, it makes it worse when you're on a green street, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. No. All right, guys. Take care, everyone. All right. See you guys. See you guys. Ciao.